0: three different notes that I have here that what truth are we believing and no matter what truth that we think that we may have or what news that news source that we're going to say what is the the pinnacle is that your your truth is found in none other than the man Jesus Christ Mm. and that is the ultimate truth in itself
1: I am Jonathan Coker I'm one of the members of the lead team for Elevate, and I'm in the studio today with George
0: Velez. I am a part of the media team at the Keene Church. I poke my head in every now and then to uh, support wherever I can, and I am once again uh, privileged to be able to be a part of uh, Retake.
1: Well, thank you for being here today, and uh, we really appreciate you with all the things you do to help us out at Elevate. It is Uh, my pleasure. Thank you you know it's become like bigger and bigger i was talking about this with michael like there's just the the number of things going on is crazy like uh it dawned on me a couple months ago that we've now hit the point that i don't i can't do everything that it does anymore like i I don't know like I, i mean like i could i guess i could sit down and like try to learn some of the different new things that we do but like i i cannot stand in for any different part like i there's tons of stuff going on. There's it, so
0: many moving pieces to it. Yes. And yes. It's, it's grown. That's a great thing. If you were to look at just where Elevate was five or six years ago. Uh, no, uh, or, <laughs>
1: up, upstairs. Yeah.
0: Upstairs in what, a, a broom closet, maybe, mm-hmm. if, if that, um, to where it is now. It's it's a beauty to see. And Michael and I have had some recent conversations about that, just mm-hmm. in itself, on where the future is. And it's it's terrifying for, for him. Yeah. Did he
1: did, did does he have good insight? Because we can't figure it out. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I
0: uh I think that from the peripherals, from someone who who watches who is involved uh to some extent, um I can definitely see that there is a trajectory path where it is certainly growing, but the, it's gonna get to the point of saying, Where is Elevate going to be uh in five or ten years? And how uh how is it going to keep having this tremendous impact and that it is having today? And uh, those are just some of the, the – it's not really a challenge. It's just more things to, to be attuned to, to be thinking about now as to what's tomorrow and the day after. We're yeah,
1: we're, we're trying to figure out how to troubleshoot the problems before they arise in an effort to keep things from – ever getting off kilter, but maybe you can't. Maybe it's just a matter of dealing thing with things as they arise. I don't know. The
0: the, the fact of the matter is that Elevate is a beautiful ministry that is not only a blessing to sh- to sh- so many people, it is being blessed in tremendous ways today.
1: Well, it reflects its community. It's not it does, at all yes. the, the effort of one person. That's And I
0: think that is wh- exactly why it is the driving force that it is because you hit the nail on the head. It is a total community effort and it's all about discipleship
1: Ooh, okay that's a good segue into what we were talking about today uh he had an awful lot michael had an awful lot to talk about in the sermon that had to do with uh community mm-hmm. uh so there were a, a lot of different things that he talked about let's kind of jump into it i have some notes i know you do too yeah. uh today we spent a little bit of time in second thessalonians Uh, We're going to go ahead and assume that if you're listening to retake that you've already heard the sermon. So we'll just sort of take that as a given. But uh, yeah, yeah, we were in uh, the first part of the second chapter. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We started, uh, I believe we just started in chapter two, verse two.
1: Okay. And so we're talking a little bit about, uh, uh, I was going to say not rebellion, but. uh, Deception. That's the better word. Thank you. Deception. So, uh, what did you think about that? Uh, in terms of uh, what what came to your mind when he was talking about the importance of being aware of uh, those that are trying to come around and deceive? So, the
0: one of the big things that got me was how we as Christians sometimes, and in our particular denomination, set of the Adventists, a lot of people tend to sometimes poke our head in the ground, for lack of a better word, because we don't we want to be blind to the world around us sometimes because mm-hmm. we're in our comfort zone, and uh, we, we like where we're at. And it is a risk to be when uh, when we see deception. We have to be able to know to call it out. Um, mm-hmm. And there can be some times that we think something is a deception when it really isn't, mm-hmm. just because it's something that is uh, a, a certain theology that maybe we're not used to, mm-hmm. or it's a way of thinking that maybe we're uncomfortable with that could be like easily construed as you're, you're are being a total deception to me. Um, and we have to be careful because when the deception that we talked about in second Thessalonians comes about, um, we had to be very careful about that.
1: Yeah. So you, you kind of made that, that I was thinking in terms of just the, just taking it at its word, like deception, but you or you took that much further. Oh, sorry. Deep, no, that was good. It made me think of, uh, so when I was at seminary, there was a there was a guy that came by. Uh, we had to attend these symposiums and mm. pretend like they were fun to attend. No. Yeah. Sometimes they were. This one in particular uh, was really good. They invited actually a non-Adventist to come in. They'd never done this before. It was mm. a very big deal. There was a lot of hubbub about, about bringing in somebody that was non-SDA to talk mm. to seminary okay. students. And it was just the one guy for a few conversations to sort of give us an idea of how uh, people on the outside of our church view us. Yeah. And it's to kind of give us an uh, idea. An outside what perspective. You're, yes. And yeah, so yeah. like I, what you were talking about made me think about this. Uh, he, he came in and he came in strong. He was allowed to address the entire student body uh, during one of our chapels. Mm-hmm. And he laid into us, he said, I'm so upset with you Adventists because uh, you've you've withheld so much truth. You've cut yourselves off mm. from other people and other opportunities to share what you know. He said, I've always heard from you guys about the right day to worship. Sabbath this, Sabbath that. You know what? We disagree about that. But I didn't know about how you keep the Sabbath until I came here and got to to spend a week with you guys sitting in classes and talking with professors. He said, "Uh, how dare you hold that back from the rest of the Christian community? You have a responsibility that God has put on you to share that with everyone else and i was like oh man that's uh, uh that
0: is a verbal tongue lashing yeah yeah that t- to me it mirrors
1: exactly what i was saying yeah we've got our heads in the sand and in effort to avoid any deception we've cut ourselves off from people yes and, and not yes. only hurt ourselves but hurt others around us that's yeah. what it means to be in a community of believers like you you have a responsibility to them and they have a responsibility to you and when you cut yourself off I don't get all the good things that you have, and you don't get all the good things that I have, and and we are weaker for it. And yes, you are so right. And I feel a lot of that has to do
0: with, um, I'm going to say a very dangerous word, uh, conditioning, Mm. Uh, because as well. Okay, so growing up in the Adventist Church myself, Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a, a very conservative Hispanic church. And the Hispanic population, I don't want to be, uh, what's the word, kicked out <laughs> of some communities, but uh, w- the, the community, I, the church I grew up in was, as I was saying, very, very conservative. And I remember there was mm-hmm. one specific program that completely to this day kind of almost gives, you, gives me some PTSD. Uh, it was a, a program of the uh, quote-unquote end times and the oh, yeah. persecution that uh, – is with the beasts and with the beast and yeah, yeah we had
1: those at my church yeah so I, yeah
0: so yeah. this particular one was uh the church was along uh, a highway uh in it was used to be in a town about 10 minutes away from us mm. and uh they've since moved to a different location but um it was right there along this busy highway and I remember seeing all this this uh, thing was leading up to like people running and hiding and hiding under rocks and stuff, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I see police cars lights flashing in outside, and this this church had these plastic uh, stained glass windows which I remember to this day, and I can see the reflection of these cop cars, and all of a sudden in bursts these police officers and they've got these flashlights and they're waving them through the audience or through the congregation, sorry. And they say, have y'all seen any Seventh-day Adventists here? And this is all a play that, or a skit. I don't even know what it was, but it just, it completely just terrified me. And to this moment, I'm just, I still think, why was that the way that was chosen to to uh, to describe this, uh, because you know you're very uh, at that age. I think I was like maybe seven or eight years old, and things have a very lasting impact on you sure. when you're that young. Yeah. That's uh, so why I'm able to describe it in such detail that I remember. You mm-hmm. know, so many years later. It's one of those core memories. Very core memory. Yep. Yeah. So that's um, I could say, was I deceived? Mm. You know, I, I don't know.
1: Well, that's that's rough. I'm sorry. Yeah, th- that was actually one of the points that Michael was making today, is how, uh, in an effort to keep ourselves from being deceived, that we can we can kind of go down this aisle of, uh, yeah, of being very fearful, and uh, I I don't know if he made this point or if I just thought I heard him make this point, but uh, I I got I I uh, that fear is antithetical to faith. Absolutely, yeah, very much so. Because like I saw that somewhere on I don't slide, I don't remember or, him uh, saying that. Um, no, not those particular words. Maybe uh, that that fear is like the death of faith. Right? That it that I can see, see that, that yes. very much. So yeah, okay. Fear being the there was death a better way faith. that he. I'm sure that he said it. He's much more eloquent than I am. But I, I something to those to those lines. Well, because if you if you uh are living in fear, that means you don't have faith for the future. Right, right. And that's that's a that's a that's a that's a reoccurring thing for all Adventists. I don't think that I I. I I would be surprised if there weren't many others like us that have had an experience like yours Yeah, where, you know, we we were. And I can't help but wonder, do we talk about this?
0: Or do we just kind of like
1: just kind of put it on the shelf
0: somewhere and just let it gather dust?
1: Well, many of us don't quite know what to do with those experiences. I I think we all know intuitively that fear is not probably – it's not a lasting – motivating uh, motivator no, right. right so right. like uh uh if you if you're a person that like speeds all the time right yeah you know, when you see a, a, a cop car you you get afraid you slow down yeah. but yeah. if you don't get like you'll likely go back to speeding later on because fear in and of itself is not a very good mode it works for a short period of time and then it dissolves and so when we try to use this as a tool to yeah. bring people to christ you see these conversions happen but it's not lasting because fear just doesn't it doesn't sit. For a long time
0: and in a way that's kind of what i was saying about with the being conditioned because Mm. we're being conditioned to have that little bit of fear
1: Mm.
0: of of and i recognize that um, there are some uh some some verses in the bible that say you know live fearfully of of god uh not like living in fear of him that he's going to give us bad things that he will punish us of sorts but just more of a respect
1: right yeah, where uh, fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but uh, we we know better now that it's maybe a better way of uh, of uh, translating that as respect of God rather than exactly than know. just
0: you know, in some minds I have this big white being with a big beard that's going to throw lightning bolts my way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so no, we laugh at that. Yeah, that I
0: right. mean that's yeah, it's, it's it could be a real thing for people.
1: Yeah. So this was something that he unpacked for quite a while. Did you have something else in your notes that you want to talk about with deception? I did not.
0: No, I, I keep just looking at my just to make okay. sure that I've got everything good.
1: So I wanted to kind of, jo- what I really loved from the sermon today was how he, he put in there, what, then what is the antidote to this? Like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. let me get it from my notes. He says, uh, so then, you know, like how, how did then do you avoid deception? How are we supposed to get around this? Right. Okay. And so then he gives yeah. us. Uh, uh, three steps. I think I got them right here. Oh, you got them. Okay, I, I believe so. Did you? This was the part that I. That, yeah, this is what I've been looking forward to talking about.
0: Okay, so um, if if I'm if I'm if we're on the right path with this, mm-hmm. I believe that the 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 one that we lead into this mm-hmm. is a regular, and I'm going to use his exact words here: yeah. a regular ingestion, yeah, of scripture. Yes, where uh, when when we say the word ingestion, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean to simply sitting and doing a quick skim. Uh, for a, f- a few minutes and saying, "Okay, yeah, here is John 3.16. 16 5, Well, 5,
1: 5, 6. and to be fair, you could you can read for a long time and not not be thinking critically about what you're reading. It's, I don't know I that just, it's necessarily the amount of time, but the headspace you're going in. So uh, yeah, a lot of us will approach the Bible and you know we we don't we don't really consider the hard work. That goes into reviewing and changing what you like. If you're reading the Bible, and it's not mm-hmm. changing what you believe in. What are you doing, right? Right. So right. That, that that's a hard. There's a critical thinking. There's a hard work component that goes to reading the scripture that actually gets easier as you go deeper into it. The because this
0: is one thing that I have a very good friend of mine who told who's who's a pastor who told me when he first started getting to, uh, when he first felt the call to become uh, to go into ministry. Hmm. Um, this is Pastor Geraldo um mm-hmm. uh, he said that it was so he had such a struggle mm-hmm. to take the time and oh, to, yes. to to study and when he's studying it's just like the the brain fades a little bit mm-hmm. but as you get deeper in and and you here's that word again condition yourself a bit more mm-hmm. with that
1: you actually it becomes easier like with exercise or correct. With anything correct yeah else, yeah yes, yeah yes, yeah yes. yeah just but i don't, i don't think the the hard work ever goes away so like if if you're you know if you're going and you're hitting the gym every day like you it gets easy to lift whatever pound whatever weight you're at right you add on like as we start mm, to understand one I concept understand. we go on to a deeper one yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
0: and we never stop because correct. there's so much to it that you can we never stop figure we never understand god fully mm. until we see him face to face. So it's, it's interesting that
1: regular, let's let's, uh, what was the word? ingestion of the scriptures yeah. is one of the things that we can do to keep ourselves from being deceived, right? Or cutting ourselves off. Exactly. And what
0: uh, this also does to us, in, in addition to uh, deceiving us, it fuels us. It gives us the the energy mm-hmm. that we need to be able to stay, uh, to keep that that um, barrier of deception, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, strong. Uh, the other one uh, is to have that regular conversations with God, mm-hmm. uh, and again, it's 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 anytime, anywhere. Uh, it, it, this is the beauty of prayer, mm-hmm. where it, it you can be sitting in your car, you can be uh, watering the lawn, <laughs> you can be doing whatever, and have the conversation with our our heavenly Father, mm-hmm. um, and it's not a one way conversation. That's the beauty of
1: it, right? Well, so uh, as communication goes, mm-hmm. we hear from him when we read. Yes, he hears from us when we pray.
0: Yeah, and yeah. we hear from him in other evidence as well. Not just true. When there's we read. more than one revelation. Of Absolutely. God. So
1: there's you know there's nature, there's the Bible, you have other people. It's right.
0: Interactions with each other, interactions mm-hmm. with our community. I can't tell you how many times it's just within the elevate community and the the keen church community. I have seen Absolutely. God at work.
1: God does reveal himself through the people that he yeah. works.
0: And through. it's not even, it's mm-hmm. not always uh, in any specific moment. It's as mm. the, when you take a step back and you say, wow, God was
1: really. It's often the arc of time, isn't it? Ex- oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: To be patient. And uh, that's been the greatest struggle for me mm. is to realize that, uh, and I've had to learn the lesson um it's all on God's timing. Mm-hmm. You're on his timetable. You are not on, I'm not on my own.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I My favorite point that he made though was the third one. Do you, do you have it?
0: I do. Uh, which ties very nicely uh, to regularly engage with a faith
1: community. So here's the thing about prayer and reading the Bible. This is my theory. And, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But I think um, while it is important to spend time on our own, in prayer regularly and reading the Bible regularly, that the the thing that keeps us from going down the path to crazy town is belonging to a faith community. Right? Amen to that. Because yes. that's that is the secret sauce. Because you, we've all met people with like the you know the tinfoil hat mm-hmm. types that they've mm-hmm. read and they've come up with this new conspiracy theory thing yeah. out of the box. What keeps us grounded is when I am being held accountable to you know, five or six other people in my, my, in my, uh, my group, in my faith community that can yeah. be like, well, when I read it, I was seeing this, this, and this, and it, it can help to confirm or maybe assuage beliefs that I'm, I'm picking up or uh, 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 interpretations that I'm getting that, that could be right or it could be wrong. Uh, it helps to be in a faith community to, to lead those in the right direction.
0: It helps to balance ourselves out. That's the better word, balance. Y- Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It, it's <laughs> not only – I hope I wasn't condescending. No, you're, you're welcome. Good, so. you're uh, no, it's more – it's it's where we're able to be um, balanced socially, spiritually, mm. uh, because uh, we don't uh, – we can easily come up with with conspiracies on our own depending on anything that we read can, it can just completely hit us. And having that accountability is so – so important and it's beautiful yeah not to mention it's just um it just it's enjoyable
1: i think that 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 those three things are are what uh sort of so i was uh, in the back of my mind i'm sort of wondering what it is that protects certain groups of people and and not others especially in terms of one of the points he made was uh made was uh, uh how how deceiving social media can be right mm. right now in particular oh, yeah. no it's kidding. it's really bad yeah okay yeah uh yeah <laughs> All sorts of disinformation being shared mm-hmm. all over the place. And what it is that's keeping some communities grounded and others that are not as I, I wholeheartedly believe it's these three things.
0: Absolutely. And kind of piggyback onto what you're saying about the social media and just the – I
1: take a deep breath just because I have yeah, to – Yeah, because <laughs> there's so much – like I don't I, – I mean because you don't know who's going to be listening to this later on. It's yeah. like I have so much yeah. that I want to say where it's just like please delete <laughs> – Please delete your social media accounts. But it's, I know that's not practical, but it's just. No, it's
0: just a matter of, uh, well, again, it's, I'm going to choose not to say because we, we, the fact of the matter is no matter which side you're on of whatever it is, um, to have these three important points, this is what, grounds us and this is yeah. what this is what because when
1: i'm in a part of a faith community it's not an algorithm deciding what it is that i'm going to be mm. reading it's not an algorithm that's that's deciding okay let's put something in front of him that uh, uh agrees with his uh, presuppositions that confirms all of his biases like that when you're in a community like i if i'm going too far to the right or too far to the left there's going to be somebody in my faith community that's like yo come yeah. on come on yeah but facebook doesn't do that no, there's no, no there's no part of that algorithm that says listen, come on.
0: <laughs> it's like calm come down. on. Calm down, bro. Come it's, back this way. None of that. Right? No, it and it's exact opposite. It actually
1: no, it, further's instigates you correct. and
0: it pushes you a little bit more mm-hmm. and that that is what is infuriating and that is where folks just will fall off the And discussion.
1: it makes a faith community all the more necessary now a balanced faith community. Yeah. Well, okay, there's that, but if mm-hmm. you're if you're doing the first two things and you're doing it with other That's, people that are trying to do the first two things than it is, boy, you even hit. if you start off on balance, you mm. will get there. So this is interesting.
0: So these are kind of, in a way, daisy chains among themselves. You yeah. can't do one without the other.
1: I, d- I don't think you can do one well without the other. No.
0: They're all interdependent on each other. They really, really are. Mm-hmm. And it starts with that ingestion. You can really say
1: that there's just two, in that if you're doing the first two correctly, mm, you yeah. are, you're including the third.
0: Well, and the third one just happens organically. Yeah. It's just part of it. Yeah, hopefully. And yeah i mean definitely so um if you are yeah okay hopefully right. I, I i
1: can definitely go with that if you're if you're if you're not hearing something that you disagree with and from time to time then
0: well here's here's a here's a a question that was asked um through the message uh that says what truth are we believing and that is a oh, i missed that yeah yeah and it's there's three three different notes that i have here that okay. what truth are we believing and no matter what truth that we think that we may have or what news that news source that we're going to say what is the the pinnacle is that your your truth is found in none other than the man jesus christ mm. and that is the ultimate truth in itself
1: which means that the ultimate truth in and of itself is a relationship yes yeah. That's hard for Adventists, though. Oh, let's kind of am I, dial that am back. I wrong? Am I wrong?
0: <laughs> I mean, no.
1: We have a set of beliefs, right? Yeah, but the We've beliefs have the Bible, have and We know do. they're all correct, and so.
0: Sure, yes. Okay. Yes, I'm not going to, I don't mean to say like, sure, like, yeah, but yes, you were right. Mm-hmm. However, these beliefs, are these beliefs based on the man, Jesus Christ, or are they based off of uh, other bits and pieces that we choose to add? Mm-hmm. And in the end— are we going to be face to face with our creator and is he going to have a checklist saying
1: you've done this this is this, it a this, litigious this? set of laws or is it is it a, a savior that has come to yeah. tell you of a way out yeah
0: and it says did you d- did you stay faithful to me did you love me did you reflect my love to your the responsibility that you had mm. in loving me did you love others because of it mm. I mean, yeah. There, and, and don't get me wrong; there are these other uh, these other lists that we that we believe in these uh, fundamental beliefs that our church sure. works with. Yes. Um,
1: but I mean, at at the again, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to put anything. Out, you know, oh no, no, no! The, I, I don't mean. But to, if it, yeah. if, you, if the belief doesn't have anything to do with Jesus, then what good is the belief?
0: So one of the things that I also found pretty powerful was right here um, in the message in Second Thessalonians chapter two verse three, where uh, Paul says, "Don't be fooled by what they say, for mm. that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the one who brings destruction." Mm. And that hits me hard every time I read it because um, we we're, were, as we talk about deception. Mm -hmm. And we talk about being fooled by what they say. Um, I have seen people who have literally said to me, the person who sits in that building on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. is the devil. Mm. And it doesn't matter if it has been said in 2021, in 2016, 2008, 2000. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who that person has been? Those words have come out of their mouth, hmm. and that is just so. That hits me hard because that, to me, I hear somebody who says that, and that person doesn't have faith. Oh. they don't have faith because they're. It's a fear, because they're saying I'm 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 fearful that that person is the devil, yeah. and that they are the devil. That they are the 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 wolf in sheep's clothing. And that just, that's not being a person who
1: completely submits to the will of God. You're saying a person of faith is not going to be constantly concerned with what's happening.
0: Okay. Let me kind of back it up. Okay. Let me back it up. So as someone who, as someone may say, mm-hmm. whomever's sitting there in the White House is, is the, the wolf and sheep's closing. they are the enemy. They are literally the devil. Mm. I have a very hard time with that because that tells me that you are only focusing on what you're focusing on on something very negative. you're 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 telling yourself mm. they are they are the devil. You're not looking at the fact that the Bible says the Bible itself says that God puts men in
1: in um Oh, that the, that God is responsible for raising up and disposing of can- yes, yes, the, thank you, the Great. Daniel, yeah,
0: yeah, thank you. Uh, so that is that's a very dangerous and slippery slope. It's putting to go your up. faith
1: in, in what is happening in this world instead of your faith that God is involved in what is happening in this world. Correct? Did I say that
0: right? Maybe. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to go with it okay. because because <laughs> you because uh, the truth of the matter is, if all that you're doing is simply. Being paranoid mm, about the saying. events around you right. and saying, "Is it time? Mm. Should I start?" Yes, Miss White
1: warns against this in some of her writings. Yeah. This 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 yeah, constant yeah. concern, this constant uh, 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 preoccupation with end times. Yes. and while while Daniel and Revelation are important books, uh, they are not the entire Bible.
0: Exactly. they are not the entire Bible, and it is so uh, it can be really scary mm. for some people, uh not not just people in our own church, but just the general population as a whole. Mm. Uh, people who may not have an understanding of what the end time process is going to be. Well, to be
1: fair, I don't think any of us have a very clear view. Okay, I mean, I, I I'm not saying that we don't know things and that we can't know more from studying, but I think we're all struggling. not well, we're all wrestling with the scriptures in regards to to prophecy, especially Daniel and Revelation.
0: Oh, a hundred percent, and because I feel that that is going to be one of the things that we are all going to be very surprised while uh, how sure.
1: The, I mean, you just read the beginning of Revelation, and it tells you that the 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 book of Revelation is supposed to tell you something about Jesus. It is a revelation of and by Jesus Christ, which means if you're reading yes. Revelation and you're not learning about Jesus, and you're probably reading it wrong.
0: Exactly, and and if you're <laughs> if you're probably reading it wrong, it's. I like how you just came out and said it because, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could sit here and and make assumptions and say, yeah. well, I'm I think this is how it's going to be, uh, or could be this way or that way. Um, so there's this tweet from uh, Michael that just he recently uh, put out there. It says, Breaking, mm-hmm. despite popular Adventist belief, the second coming is not the next eschatological event, and neither are microchipped vac- vaccinations. Mercy. We need to read Second Thessalonians more. Oof. So, I mean, that—, that <laughs> Yeah, it, there you go. It's, it's right there. Yeah, don't
1: be fooled. Jesus will not come until— Until,
0: and then- yes. And—, and there are going to be many people who are deceived by a great deceiver.
1: Mm.
0: And that deceiver may be even a deceiver that is, I mean, it, it could be something total different deception than what we assume it could be. Yeah. If we're reading
1: revelation the wrong way. But if we're doing those three things, we don't need to be worried. Not
0: in the least bit, because by reading those three th- right by doing the three things by, reading, by, by the reading, the prayer, and having that solid community community then we have got no fear whatsoever it completely evaporates mm. so let me tell you this um i was debating whether or not to say this but i'm, I'm um, whether it can be used or not that's totally thing. Oh, okay but, uh, in my day job i uh i'm the i, I work for a hotel mm-hmm. um and it's a it's a nice hotel mm-hmm. and my role is to uh visit with with clients and to mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Establish great solid relationships with uh, corporate clients, with um, d- people who who we want to have in our, our hotel, not just ones, but want to have deep lasting relationships with them. gotcha. Um, I was just this past week, I was visiting with a couple of older gentlemen who are war veterans and mm. they happen to be Jewish. and wow. uh, yeah, it's it's very, actually very, very unique and interesting couple of guys are very funny. And they, they have this organization that's called Jewish War Veterans, and they go around to different places um, in, across the state of Texas, mm-hmm. and they have these um, uh, reunions with different uh, Jewish war veterans. And they were talking to me about the one of the next meetings they want to have early part of 2022. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of, st- as, as I'm doing in my role, just getting to know them and making sure they feel comfortable with us. I happen to mention where I live, and I live in
1: Keene, Texas, which is just another
0: way of saying, (laughs) (laughs) "Paint that target on my back." That's right. Uh, And as soon as I said that, it's just like the room temperature flipped immediately. Oh no! Yeah, Uh, it went from being, uh, "Hey, you know, this is great. We feel really good about it," to tense. Like in Keene, Texas. Seventh day Adventist in King, Texas. I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. A lot of, it, 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 uh, was, you almost want
1: to start apologizing. Well, <laughs> is it one of those moments? It
0: was. Um, and I tried to just kind of like do the whole. Here's a really pretty cheesecake with nice icing on it. Maybe not cheesecake, but here's a beautiful chocolate cake with pretty icing on it that you want to taste and it's going to be delicious. Yeah, and to totally ignore that it's really you know been out for a minute. Um, <laughs> and so they were just kind of like they started going on about this, and me rather than kind of saying, as a matter of fact, I am also a Seventh Day Adventist, and we're not all these people who you are. You have this idea in your head i stayed silent mm. and it's actually very embarrassing to be honest with you um i told this to my wife and she was she was like i can't believe that you didn't say a word and I, my response was like I, I am too i mean i can't believe i didn't say anything and the reason why mm. i was scared i was in fear mm. not fear as to what they were going to do or what they were going to say to me mm-hmm. but what if they had some questions that i didn't have the answers to mm. I mean, it's like, what if we were to go down this whole path of, of there say, "Hey, you don't seem to be the same type of fella that we've dealt with in the past. Mm. What makes you different?" Mm. You know, and and that's where I just kind of like froze a little bit. And I mean, we we had a good conversation, mm. and, and 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 in a way, I kind of felt like I had to apologize to myself. I had to apologize to to God mm. because I'm like, Lord, here. Are, You gave me an opportunity not Mm. to necessarily talk about the church with somebody else, but to simply, obviously, there was a negative, there there was a negative there to represent and to just to show a a, a level of Christianity Mm. that may not have been
1: seen otherwise.
0: Mm. So, yeah, that was a, that was, that was a very uh, awkward moment in my head.
1: Yeah. Those humbling moments are. Yeah, they're they're awkward. We've <laughs> it, all had them though. Humbling, is, you you said it
0: right, uh, yeah. and and in in the uh, industry I'm in, in the hospitality industry, mm-hmm. it happens a lot because hospitality industry is very much all about the the, the partying and having the good times, right. and then I have my you know my professional face on, and you know I, I'm I'm speaking with the Fortune 500 companies, but then when I, the minute i walk out the door it's a lot more it's a different circumstances yeah so that's a peek behind the curtain in my life right there that's <laughs> rough
1: thank you for sharing though
0: yeah you're you're welcome you, you i was uh like i said i was i was debating whether or not to say that but no that's, uh, i felt that was,
1: goes right in with that was that's good The conversation can continue. And for those of you listening on the podcast, feel free to join in on social media or however it is that you comment on things on, the podcast, make a comment on the podcast. Is that possible? Is that a thing that you can do? That's a very good question. I don't know. Cause I'm usually
0: in the car listening to the podcast.
1: Yeah, me too. And I'm not going to comment. You know what? But if you feel like it, join in on our social media. We're very interactive on Instagram and ask a question or post your own insight. We'd love to know who's listening and what you guys think about things. Uh, At any rate, I've got nothing else, so we will see you guys next week.